So before we jump into today's message, it's a couple of announcements and uh, stuff I really want to make sure you guys are all aware of. The main one, and probably the biggest one, is that we are uh, planning to reopen Excel on Thursdays Live beginning next week, November 5th. Now, let me just answer a few questions that you might have in regards to that. First of all, in regards to the uh, governor order this week on uh, some of the mandates that have been passed because of the increase of COVID, those don't apply to churches, as churches have so far been considered uh, an essential aspect or essential organization. Uh, that being said, uh, we are not doing this without proper protocols and making sure that your safety is number one. And so that means a few things. Number one, uh, we're going to be socially distant. That means trying to keep six feet apart from each other, particularly when we're seated uh, in our seats. We're going to have uh, two to three chairs in between everybody. Uh, we want to make sure that you wear your mask the entire time outside and inside of the building. And we're going to make sure that if there is any situation where someone does test positive, you know, whether it's as a result of being there or from some other aspect that we want to try to notify you so that you're aware and so that there's some safety uh, measures taken in your home. That being said, if your parents have any issue or if you're a parent watching right now and you have any concerns or any issues with allowing your kid to come, let me speak to that in a couple of ways. One, I respect that and you can totally call me and let me know and voice that opinion and we can talk about it. And if you decide that you're just not ready for that, 100% support you in that, not a problem. But here's the reason why we have decided to continue with our plans to reopen. Uh, as we know that there's a physical risk, as a matter of fact, I'm high risk. And so I totally understand that there is a innate danger to potentially opening up. But I also understand that there is a social and mental risk that's been going on with our children that needs to be addressed on something more than a screen. Now, again, we're not talking thousands of kids. Uh, you know, we feel like it's a small enough group in a large enough setting that we can keep them socially distant, that we can still have fellowship, that we can still minister the gospel, that we can still have experiences with Jesus and with each other while maintaining all the safety protocols necessary to try to mitigate this situation as much as possible. So, like I said, if you have any issues, call me. But students, uh, don't just feel like, well, my mom's not going to let me, my dad's not going to let me. Make the effort to ask. Take an opportunity to step up and see. And again, I am more than happy to have a conversation with whoever needs to have a conversation with me um, to make sure that we are all comfortable with taking this next step forward. Again, November 5th, we plan to reopen. Now, there's a couple other big things coming up that I want to make sure everybody's aware of. This Saturday, we have our trunk or treat. So, teenagers, if you got a little brother, sister, little cousin that you want to tag along with and a drive through trunk or treat and get 100 pieces of candy as you go through that lane, by all means. I don't even care if there isn't a kid in there. If you just want to, you know, put cat ears on and have your parents drive you through and, and you roll up, I'll give you candy. It doesn't bother me. Um, this is a great opportunity for us to reach our community. There's a number of you that have volunteered to help us do some of this. And so I want to encourage you uh, to be ready for that. If you have any questions or if you're interested in helping as well, just let me know. And the last thing is this. Every November, we do uh, this major event called Share the Love in the Grub. And if you've been in Excel for a while, you know that's a cool, major, awesome event where about 250 people, you know, all of you guys and your families come out to Excel and we do this major Thanksgiving dinner and we get to fellowship and we get to show off what Excel is all about. Uh, obviously, this year, 
that's just not going to be able to happen, not within those parameters. It's one thing to sit in service. It's another thing to have 250 people with no masks on eating. And so, you know, we knew already with everything the way it's looking that we're not going to be able to do that. So we are in the process of finalizing plans to get some food trucks delivered. And we would love to have each and every one of you come out and help us give groceries to the community so that we can still share the love and the grub. I think this is a great opportunity to be a light in our community, uh, to serve our people, to hang out and, and have a good time, and to just show the world who Jesus is and how much he loves them. And so stay tuned for more details on that. We'll probably talk about it at Excel next week, but we want to make sure that you guys are all aware of what's been going on. And like always, small groups are still happening and going wonderfully. Whew, that was a lot. I hope you're still with me because what I want to talk to you kind of lines up with that. Uh, you know, we always have this thing among youth pastors that, if a kid is gone for two weeks, three weeks, it's hard to get them to come back because it's easy to miss one week, but one week can easily become two weeks, three weeks. And you yourself, you start to lose interest in coming back. And that goes for anything, not just church, anything that you kind of stop doing. Maybe it might be a video game where you haven't played for a few days and you start to kind of lose interest in it. There's just a number of things that if ignored or if not participated in can be easy to just forget about and move along. Well, Excel has been closed as far as Thursday night services in person for more than seven months now. And so it's it's easy to feel like, okay, I know we're opening up November 5th, and maybe my mom and dad will let me. But honestly, Pastor, I don't feel like it. I like just staying home. I like sleeping in. I'm so tired from being in class online, and then I got to get dressed, and then I got to go out, and it's cold. And there's all these excuses to not want to do it. And you know, for part of us, we're going through a slump where we're, we're, you know, mentally not where we need to be. We're not as sharp as we need to be in our mental health and some other aspects. And so just don't want to do it. This is where you guys have to come in for each other, right? This is where we as a body of Christ are called to help each other because a lot of times we know what we should do. We know what's good to do, but sometimes we don't feel like do it or we're just not in a place where we feel like we can get up and do it and you know, we just rather stay at home in our room and do nothing. So I want to talk to you about that. And if you have your Bibles, I'd love for you to open up to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 through 25. Listen to what the Bible says. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Right? Let us not, or let us think of ways to motivate each other. Let's not neglect getting together and let's encourage one another. Now, I think in these events that I talked about in our announcements, these are all ways that we can do this. But let me break this down a little bit because I think it's important for us to understand what the Bible means by that. Number one, we need to motivate one another. Some days, let's be honest, you just don't feel like it. You don't feel like getting changed. You don't feel like showering. You don't feel like eating. You don't feel like getting out of bed. I mean, I hope that's not every day, but there are days far in between where you feel like that. You don't feel like doing what's right. You don't feel like being a Christian. You don't feel like listening to your mom and dad. You don't feel like doing your homework. I just, I mean, I've been in this all day. I don't feel like doing that. Uh, we don't feel like listening to our parents. We all go through these situations. Quite honestly, we're, I just don't feel like it. I go through situations, I just don't feel like going to the office today. I just don't feel like preaching. I just don't feel like having that conversation with that person. We've all been in the situations where I just don't feel like it. 
But listen to what the Bible says. Hebrews 3.13. But exhort one another every day, as long as it's called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. That word exhort means to influence someone by word or action to strongly motivate them to do something. Every now and then you just need a kick in the butt. Every now and then you just need somebody to say, stop being lazy, get up and let's go do it. Now again, we don't like it when they say it, right? We don't like it when your mom and dad drag you out of bed and make you do stuff. But a lot of times after you accomplish what they made you or motivated you to do, you're happy you did it. You're glad you did it. And this is what God is telling us. We need to motivate each other to acts of love and good works. Listen, share the love in the group. It's more fun to sit down and have somebody serve you food. It's more enjoyable to just sit there and eat this big old meal because we all know that Jenny's cooking is the bomb and, you know, that mashed potatoes and that turkey is phenomenal. I get it. We've all, we all would rather do that. But I think we need to motivate each other to say, listen, here's an opportunity we have for it not to be about us and for us to be able to share something. Could you imagine a family rolls up in a car for some groceries and you're just thinking you're giving them a box of stuff. That might be the only food they have to have their own Thanksgiving. You might have supplied them with the one thing that they've been praying and they're just driving down Beaumont, look to their left, notice that there's a bunch of people in a parking lot and boxes being handed out and you have just been a part of the miracle that God was praying for. But see, you can't experience that if you're not motivated to be there, if you're not motivated to participate in that situation. And again, I get it. You know, it's already November. The sun is going down later. Sometimes you just don't feel like getting up and out. We get lethargic. We get, you know, lazy. But listen, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8 through 10. Above everything, love one another. Earnestly, meaning in, love them for real. Because love covers many sins. Open your homes to each other without complaining. Each one, as a good manager of God's different gifts, must use the good of others, a special gift as he has received from God. I'm sorry, let me read that again. Must use for the good of others the special gift he has received from God. We want to use what God has given us to bless other people. We want to take advantage. Listen, these trucks that we're getting full of food, hopefully if everything works out, we're not paying for them. This is a blessing that we have so that we can bless others. This is a phenomenal opportunity for a truck retreat this week. We got 500 bags of school supplies donated to us so that we can bless our community. That is what it's all about. That's why God gives you these gifts so that you can bless other people. As some of you, you're phenomenal encouragers. People just feel better after being around you. If you're one of those people that thinks, man, why does everybody come to me for advice? Because it's a gift that God has given you. And I know sometimes you're thinking, I just don't want to talk to these people right now. Okay, I get that. And maybe from time to time, you take a break. But more often than not, utilize the gift that God has given you, your ability to listen, your ability to encourage, your ability to make people laugh, your abilities to sing, your abilities to dance, your abilities to do whatever. But to God's glory, use it to bless other people. And sometimes we just got to motivate each other to do that. Sometimes we got to call each other up. Listen, People aren't going to show up next week just because I said so on this video. They're going to show up because you called your friend and said, hey, did you hear Excel is back? Let's go. Think about maybe for some of you, you only came to service. You only got to know Jesus because somebody motivated you to go. Somebody motivated you to be there. Young people, listen to me. I am asking you, help me to motivate each other 
to be there. Not just at our events, but even when we start service. Again, as long as your parents allow you. Because the second thing that they mention in Hebrew is for us to not neglect meeting with one another. Okay? Again, it's uncommon for us to want to skip a day at church. Now we're in uncommon times where we've skipped seven, eight months worth of church. But listen, I get that the times are different and that we can't so be socially connected as we used to be. But that doesn't mean we can't gather together. There's a number of ways that we can do that. Obviously, we have small groups. And so that's been one way. And, and I love uh, all of you that have been coming out and participating in that. And I've just been so encouraged by being with you. I'm telling you, honestly, I come home and I tell my wife, it felt so good to be with the students. It felt so good to hang out and laugh with them and make fun of each other and, and giggle and, you know, just have these kind of conversations. We're excited every time we leave. We have to motivate each other to get there. But once we're there, it's important because there's such a powerful feeling. Think about why people are struggling so much this time of year during this whole pandemic. It's because of the isolation. You know, a lot of people who haven't been impacted by the disease in and of itself are struggling with being isolated, are struggling with not being able to go to school, are struggling with not being able to just hang out with their friends like they normally do. I mean, you get what I'm saying. And what I'm trying to do is create an environment where it's safe for us to gather together and to connect with one another. And so motivate each other to get together, to connect with one another. Listen, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 through 10. Two people are often better than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. I love that the verse in Hebrew says some people are in the habit of not sticking together, of not being together. When you isolate yourself from other believers, even if it's not coming in person, but maybe not participating in the Zoom call, maybe not listening to, you know, your your leaders trying to reach out to you and you, you leave them on red and, and you're not taking the time to connect and, you know, whatever it is, if you begin to isolate yourself, you make yourself vulnerable to the enemy. If you think about it at any nature channel, any kind of wildlife program, the predator will always attack the one animal that strays away from the herd because the power is in the pack. It's in being together. That's how they protect each other. That's how they uh, get food together. That's how they feed each other, take care of each other, uh, you know, love each other is in the pack. God created us for community. God put that right into our DNA, this need to be connected to one another. And all I'm saying is even if you can't come in person, make a phone call, get on FaceTime, you know, do a Zoom chat, whatever you got to do. To at least connect. And I get it. Even when I was talking with somebody in regards to the schools, you're in school all day long, but you don't get that hour, two hours to just talk with your friends. At least during lunch, you got to just hang out with your friends. And a lot of schools, you haven't made that available to you. This is why we wanted so desperately to open up our Thursday night services and our small groups to be able to not neglect meeting together, still be socially distant, still practice safety, still wear our masks. But man, I'd rather wear a mask and be six feet apart from you than by myself in my room. Last thing is this. He says to motivate each other, to continue to gather together, not neglect that, and to encourage one another. Now, motivation and encourage might sound similar, but there are some subtle differences in it. When somebody has to motivate you, it's to do something that you already want to do and you know you should do. You're just, just kind of not doing it. It's something that you know you're capable of doing, but there's a little bit of a hurdle that you got to get past. You, there's a little nudge that you need in order to actually do it. 
to encourage someone, that means you don't think you can. You're not in a mental space where you, you feel like you can do anything. You need to be encouraged to just get up. You need to be encouraged to be able to do something that you don't think you can do. As I was thinking about this, I was reminded uh, when I was about 15, 16 years old, uh, we were sophomore. I think it was the end of our sophomore year in high school. All of my friends, like 60 of us, decided to get in our cars on the same day and go to Great America. And so all of us go to Great America together, and we were running that place. I mean, that was a big mob of people all together. Now, I was all excited about the hype, right? Everyone was motivating me to go, and, you know, everybody was like, yeah, we got to be together. So, you know, one and two of my points today, I was all about. But I'll be honest with you, what most people didn't know is I was terrified of roller coasters. And I did not want to get on the roller coasters. <clears throat> I didn't tell anybody until we we're halfway through the line of a roller coaster going, guys, I've never been on a roller coaster. I'm really freaking out. I don't want to do this. And there was a big part of it that was about to get out of the line and just stand there. Now, can you imagine? I'm at Great America with 60 people, and I'm just standing outside the line while they all have fun. I would have been designated as the bag holder. I would have been like the old grandma who goes with their family and just sits there on a bench waiting for them to enjoy the ride. Thank God that my friends weren't going to let me just get out of the line. No, they sat there. They encouraged me. Joey, it's going to be great. You can do this. You're going to love it. Come on, bro. We got you. We got you. And I'm telling you, they were pumping me up, man. I was hype. Now, I remember I'm sitting in that roller coaster, and it was so cool because the entire roller coaster was all my friends. Everybody on that ride were my friends. And then I still had a whole group of friends on the side, and they all started chanting, Joey, Joey, Joey. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, super nervous, feeling like I'm going to die. I go through that roller coaster, and I fell in love with roller coasters. I got on every single ride at the park that day, and it was just this thing where I'm like, I can't believe I almost didn't participate in this. I needed a group of friends. I needed a community to encourage me to do something that I was too scared to do or didn't feel like I can do. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14 says, Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, Encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, and be patient with everyone. Listen, we need to take time to encourage those who are scared right now, who are feeling weak, who are going through a difficult time, who maybe have been thinking about suicide, who maybe have been thinking about cutting themselves or hurting themselves. Maybe they are stuck in homes that aren't so healthy and aren't so good and, and just feel like there's no way out. And then suddenly they get a call or a text from you. And you just think it's one of those, hey man, I was just thinking about you. I want you to know I love you. Hope you're doing good. Doesn't sound like a big deal, but it might be the one thing they needed to hear at the exact moment they needed to hear it. And you don't understand it, but God was orchestrating that conversation for that moment. Listen, when you have an opportunity, when a friend comes across your mind, whether they're in church or out of church, but specifically and especially if it is somebody from church, take a second. It's just a moment to send them a text and say, hey, I was thinking about you. Hope you're doing well. Love you. That simple thing, I'm telling you, goes so far for somebody's day just to encourage them and to push them to go beyond where they feel they can't. Listen, the crazy thing is when you encourage someone, it ends up encouraging you. When you have these interactions, when you have these opportunities, when you take the time to encourage somebody, it blesses you. It encourages you. Notice how Paul describes it when he's writing to his friend in Romans chapter 1, verse 10 through 12. One of the things I always pray for is the opportunity, God willing, to come at last to see you. 
for I long to visit you so I can bring some spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord. When we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. It's a reciprocal thing, right? It's I encourage you, you encourage me. That's why we have to be together. That's why we motivate each other. It's a process because we go together. We rise together. We motivate each other together. This is one of those things where we have to be willing to push ourselves. And I remember just talking about that story of Great America. It was that same summer shortly after that, that a friend of mine motivated me and encouraged me to go to church, specifically to go to Excel for the first time. And I fell in love with God in a way that I had never fallen in love with before, where I recommitted a personal relationship with Christ that eventually led to where I am today. And I just think back about the community that I was able to raise. And I remember a few months later, uh, I'm standing outside of school with that same group of friends that I went to Great America with. And we were still friends, but we were going on different journeys at this point. And I knew that I needed to let go of some of them who weren't helping me, who weren't encouraging me, who weren't motivating me to do the things that I was supposed to do. And I was scared because I thought, well, if I let go of them, then I have nobody. And I realized if I let go of them, I'll still always have you, God. And thank God that I did that. And God brought me community, brought me friends that were like-minded, that were going in the same direction. Because listen, not all community is healthy community. Some of you might think, yeah, I hit up my friends and I stay connected and we're doing well. But are they motivating you to have a deeper relationship with Christ? Are they encouraging you to grow in your relationship with the Lord? When you gather together with them, are you a better Christian afterward or are you worse? It's not just about being together with people. But when the Bible is writing this, it's specifically talking about the body of Christ. That's why we're opening November 5th. That's why we have small groups, because we want to create an environment where we can motivate each other, get together, and encourage each other to pursue God even more now, because the days are getting darker, and it's getting harder sometimes to do what God's asking us to do. We need God, but we also need each other. So I want to encourage you, and I want to motivate you. Let's get connected. Come out next week. Uh, we want you to wear a flannel shirt. We're going to have free... Um, Caramel apples for everybody. We're going to have a great word, time of worship. I believe it's going to be powerful, but I need you to be there to experience it because that roller coaster was no fun if I never got on it. God bless you. I love you guys. God willing, I'll see you tomorrow in small groups and next week at Excel. Have a good one. Bye-bye.